Hello and welcome to Cosmic Crit. I'm Rebecca here to introduce this week's episode of our season three playthrough of Starfinder AP Attack of the Swarm. But before we get back into the action, I want to take a moment to talk pirates. We are playing through the swashbuckling Pathfinder AP Skull and Shackles, which Patrick has converted to Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and we're releasing it as a second weekly podcast over on our Patreon. If you're listening to this on release day, we are up to episode 18, level 3 currently, and let me tell you, Pathfinder 2nd Edition is dangerous. We have had quite a few brushes with death, and... Well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's a good thing pirates have a dedicated goddess to look out for them. The Deadman Roll No Crits podcast is available to our patrons in the $5 per month tier and up. Head over to patreon.com slash cosmic crit to sign up and check it out. Alrighty, it's time now to sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 159 Candle Rhyme Bandits. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. It's time to blast some Borgs, flatline some Fixer, and hot dog some black ice in the far future of Cosmic Punk 2077. This is your GM Patrick here, the general manager of a massive corp, keeping people down with hired mercs and purchased politicians joining me in net running cyberspace and taking on the worst night city has to throw at them are my five chromed ronin pals and your players to my right she's a high riding alien looking down on all you dirt bugs below it's rebecca rolling with zinnia hello Across from her, this cybered up crystal jockey's got a cannon that can stop a corp tank. It's Drew Delivery Echo 7. Toss a coin to your cyborg. To my right, someone call Ario Meat Wagon as this one's near dead. It's Tyler dredging up to Vasho. Oh, hi, Patrick. Across from him, it's Dr. Slice and Dice in the buggy flesh itself. Jabert playing as Trest. Uh, chip chop, Patrick, chip chop. And across the digital table, this scream sheet reading street samurai is ready to slam it on without a sin to his name. Why, it's Miles mixing it up with sprouts. Good evening. Can you guys tell I'm excited about cyberpunk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Almost Technically an indie game. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost excited as I was, everyone. We are another week into the show, another episode down, another starship combat where people are going to complain, but I unapologetically <laughs> loved every minute of last You're week's just gonna, episode. Gonna lap up their tears. Just gonna <laughs> bathe in them, or <laughs> around in the ocean of, of tears. The idea. <laughs> Of fighting off a giant space monster is one of the things I've been waiting to do in Starfinder since the beginning of the game with, you know, starship combat. This thing that could like swallow your ship whole. That was last week, fortunately. What do you think that sounded like? <laughs> in, in space, space. nobody here can, space, can hear you. It didn't swallow. sound like anything. <laughs> oh. ah, we all tried to make the joke. Yeah. I'm disappointed. No, but honestly, the I mean, it would. 
you would hear it reverberating through the whole of the ship. So I imagine it just sound like wet mouth noises. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm imagining a lot of like, a lot of like, like uh, sort of high pitched whistling, like <laughs> as some, as it's like sort of sucking the air out. <laughs> and, and you know, it's going to pr- put some stress on the hole. So the, the hole's like, <laughs> and there will right, be so pockets whoever's... of pockets of air that get clapped in them. And it's like, <laughs> I'm glad nobody's editing, listening to the show to edit all of these sounds together into one noise. <laughs> Let's get them on the soundboard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was last week's episode, though. And now you guys are hot on the trail of this comet you're searching for out here in deep space. I'm sure ready to get two feet on the ground and get out of the starship. Uh, so let's get back into the action of this week's episode. Moving on to greater and weirder things, trust me. But before we do, before we play, let's get a quick recap from Sprouts Marlowe on... I feel like you already quickly recapped everything. What happened last time on Cosmic Crate? <laughs> it's a Starship Combat. Right, out the frying pan of the Nyardine particle storm into the fire of Starship Combat. Our new ship, Galchak's vision, is put to the test. Looks like whatever got the eternal melody and was out there, waiting for some more prey. The Stella Protozoa isn't hunting defenseless transport vessels this time. Now it has to contend with SDF's finest. Our two soldiers on the ground couldn't quite get the hang of the things in space, but Dollars to Donut Echo 7 made up for it on the main guttery position. Xena kept our wings soaring, but the space bug kept up with us wherever it could. When it swallowed us whole, I thought it was curtains for a second. But that was when we manned all guns and blew that creep apart from the inside. And we flew away, victorious once again. Great stuff. I uh, just uh, riveting every minute of the podcast action. It's kind of like when Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black allowed himself to be swallowed by the cockroach entity. Oh, gross! Blew it up from the inside and was covered in guts. I feel like that is the that is our ship, Galchak's mm-hmm. vision. Yes, we we definitely allowed ourselves to be swallowed by that monstrosity on definitely. purpose. On purpose. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of angry comments behind the scenes because <laughs> Patrick edited out the whole conversation we had about wanting to be swallowed alive. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we were all looking at each other, being like, "We got four listeners up in here. We gotta we gotta hop inside no, that thing, right?" No, right. No, oh, come on! It's fan service, everybody. Fan service. If that makes it into the episode, people are then gonna look up what he just said, and it's gonna be a whole. <laughs> I I have I have a lot of faith that our listenership knows exactly what you were talking oh, me about. Too. Right, yeah, we, we got nasty fans. We got nasty listeners. <laughs> 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 we create nasty. <laughs> Gross. We kink Gross. shame everyone. Gross. Um let's uh let's get back into this action here as uh, we come upon Galchak's vision two days after the battle with the stellar protozoa you guys back on the trail of the forever reliquary following the data from the eternal melody that you you, you picked off that ship um Devosho in the in the time of this last combat with the stellar protozoa you remember seeing the ghost of what looked like an amranta in the engineering bay um one who seemed to call out to Echo 7 there. Do you think you guys took time in these intervening days to discuss what happened? There's a former crewmate that was taken out by by this uh, huge space monster. For sure. I mean, Debasha would want to relay what he saw 
uh-huh. and ask Echo Seven to explain that, and also hope that the ghost didn't leave because we could really use an engineer. Uh, Echo Seven doesn't really know how to explain it because he didn't ultimately see what happened. He he, he from the description, it sounded like someone that he recognized, but whether it was because he's not ready to talk about it or whether he's not willing to trust what happened, uh, he can't really explain. Uh, With that, I think Debasha would probably just kind of drop it and maybe finish it off by saying, well, I I know sometimes the past can haunt us and I will leave it here, but if um, if there's something you ever need to talk about or if there's something you remember and need to pursue, I, you can always come find me. Thank you. Uh, not long after uh, you guys get into the second day of tracking after that, that starship combat, uh, after leaving the ionized storm and, and the ship behind, uh, your computer's long-range scanners finally start to perk to life. There's a, a beeping as a radiostatic holographic image of a looks like a cold, desolate rock fills your ship's projector and slowly digitally recreated. And you can see a trail of what seems like magical energy your ship's computer is is tracking. Um, but yeah, it's just leading to what the holographic projector is showing to be a very unassuming uh, icy chunk of rock just hurtling through the void. It... Um, the huge stone could match the general description of what was contained in Professor Galchak's notes. But yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything special or sacred about this this object in space. Is it possible there's an entryway and there's something special on the inside? Um, yeah, you'd have to get closer. It um, From what you can just see here, maybe a few hours out as you're um, scanning it. It doesn't seem like it's giving off any energy signals or, you know, if if there was some kind of propulsion, there's nothing being detected right now. Um, oftentimes, comets have a very long tail behind them where they're giving off debris and, and ice particles, though um, there is no system nearby. Right now, you're just in the the blackness of space between star systems. So pretty sure that might might be the reason you're not getting the visible emanation of, of what is normally seen as a comet's tail. Um, does the comet have any, uh, any gravitation? Is there a gravitational field that we could, such that we could land on it with gravity assistance or are we just sort of like pulling up next to it if we were to approach it? Uh, right, so we'll fast forward a few hours as you close in on the comet and get within where you can do some computer scanning of uh, of the surface here. Um, who wants to make me a computer check with the ship's computer? I think mine is highest. Am I flying right now, though? Can I do a computer check, too? Yeah, I mean, you're flying like in a, you know, a straight arc. <laughs> if not, I can do it too. It doesn't require you to make rules if you're just kind of on a, a flight path. Can we both roll? Uh, computer scans? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can roll another or you can, you can roll separately. It's up to you. Uh, let's just roll separately. Okay. 
both almost the same. about the same <laughs> well yeah you guys can check your work against one another you're coming back with a lot of information um, flying around the rock maybe you do like a couple of passes while you, you get these scans in and find really nothing on the surface but ice and stone the occasional jagged peak or a tall ridge with a depression a deep depression of a, a crooked ravine um, it is about two miles in diameter. You detect no artificial gravity. The only uh, gravity here is a low, um, which seems to be coming from the, the rock itself. Uh, you detect a thin, very thin atmosphere, um, like in a corona kind of around the, the rock. Um, the temperature on the surface is about... Uh, negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit, which is kind of something similar in Celsius, I believe. And there is a few life signs coming from the surface of the the rock. One of them is seems to be from what looks like a artificially kind of created flat area on one side of, of the, uh, the comet. And as you begin to scan this area a little bit more, you see what looks like an artificial building, perhaps like the steeple and um, uh, tower of what looks like a large temple. There's a life sign coming from within. Rolling as well as you did, though, there's something, something more I can tell you. Let's see. The rocks are primary, primarily silicates and olivines. There is a large volume of water in frozen form, of course, in the form of ice and snow. But after you get all the readings that you've done and start making some calculations with the ship's computer, um, the comet seems a, a great deal less dense than you expected based on the, the makeup that your scannings have, have given you any idea what that might, might imply any guesses scientists out there. Somebody's hollowed out this asteroid and maybe, or this comet, maybe it's a big, maybe it's a big empty ball or maybe Ooh, is it like an Easter egg. Maybe you twist it. Will it pop something. in half? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it was full of uh, Reese's pieces, and then they took them all out. This is just a giant comet egg, and that's where the the Mm -hmm. god baby is stored. Well, I'm going to be if it's a Cadbury cream egg, I'm quitting the podcast. I don't want any of that. I want the Reese's pieces. No, hang on, hang on. We have a good engineering score on board. We can make a big straw. We can just drain all the Cadbury egg out. (laughs) Eat all the chocolate. The chocolate's good. Uh uh, Patrick, <laughs> you, you said there's a, a, a temple. Can I roll culture to see if I know, like, what kind of temple it might be for? Or, like, what, what it would be in, mm-hmm. I guess, reverence to? The can I take a wild guess that it's Hylax? <laughs> I mean, you, you can guess that. It doesn't really look like architecture just from the the very sketchy holographic uh, 3D recreations you're getting of the surface. And, and okay. it's, it's like a very teeny thing. If you got up close to it, you might be able to tell, but it seems like it's covered in both ice and snow as well. So um, you're not getting anything except this uh, kind of terrain relief um, map that is being generated by your ship's computer. So you wouldn't be able to tell like what color exactly it was until you, you get in there. 
as uh, get in there. This place is pitch black with nothing but starlight. Um, can, can beating we, down on the comet. Can we figure out anything else about the life sign? I mean, if it's that desolate and cold, it would mm-hmm. seem like maybe this thing is either extremely hardy or there is something more to this rock well, there's, than we're used to. There were some other faint life signs as well, kind of like popping in and out as you did a full turn of the the comet. But this is the only one that seems to be um, uh, uninterrupted or not uh, degraded um, from whatever. Um, you know, there's like snowstorms and things happening in various places around the comet. So those other life signs could be like vegetation or something, right? Like yeah, that would what, count as life signs. What could grow on this desolate, icy uh, landscape? You do not know unless you roll life science really well, I guess. But <laughs> uh, it would more than likely from what you're looking at, it would have to be something completely used to the void or this very austere atmosphere. Wait, and wait, mm-hmm. yo, is this Mitch McConnell's house? <sighs> <laughs> You said something used to the void. I think that's where he came from. He's a Nakata. He's a Nakata. Originally Nakata. He's a, he's a His mom was a Nakata. Seat. His dad was a human. They birthed right up through the chest, like, you know. Uh, and, you know regardless, I think the next thing we have to do is just get closer to the, the asteroid and, and check it out. At least that's what Devasha would voice for. Yeah. Do you, do you want to land at this large, flat kind of stone area nearby the temple? Yes. Yeah. I think in, I think investigating the temple first is probably the most pertinent thing to do. And you guys can suit up, get your your environmental protections going as you step forth out from your ship into the the pitch black surface of the comet, which is just very slowly kind of um, blowing snowflakes and uh, perhaps what looks like chaff in the air, like little bits of a fine silicate rock. Um, as uh, as you're going forward, Devasho, the first step off of the ship and onto the, the icy surface beneath you, uh, you're stricken for a moment. It's almost like a chill going through your armor and up your, your back as you feel. seems like an outside psychic force kind of playing around in your mind. Um, at the same time, there's a deep thrumming from within your chest as you, you hear your diseased heart, the your moat speaking to you saying, Davasho, we do not need this place. Its power is not natural. I think Debasha just kind of whispers to himself, all the more reason to check it out then. What? Why are you suddenly so scared? We cannot fail. Uh, frozen in place for a moment, everyone else, he can kind of like clamor off the, the ship um, as these, these two kind of dueling feelings in your mind are perhaps uh, locking you up. But Trest, you have quite the opposite reaction here, stepping forth into the, the ice field as immediately you feel calmed. You feel... Uh, a sense of serenity and, and, and an aura that is very similar to when you returned to the temple uh, on Susculin, the Hylaxian temple there, or when you found the Caves of Friendship beneath Ultranius. And all at once, you can tell you are 
Uh, you can see the shadow of it kind of in the distance on the edge of your dark vision. Uh, you can tell this is a holy site of, of Hylax. Have no fear. There are, uh, this is a place of friendship and camaraderie. Um, we may proceed, I think. Um, right. As, as you guys are stepping forward, everyone here with the dark vision, you begin to see the details of the temple ahead of you all. A grand and exquisite edifice seemingly crafted from the, the rock of the comet. Uh, and then shaped, perhaps, as you get closer to the exterior with very fine tools, adding an impressive amount of detail, though many of these are now covered in ice crystals and behind snow bluffs. You'll have to wipe some away and take us to a map. Ooh, I like new maps. Ooh. Um, yeah, through through the entrance here, um, walking inside the open doors, you notice a, a myriad of flourishes in the architecture, uh, marks on the wall giving the impression of individual stone bricks. Like I said, although it's all cut from the same rock, um, it does give the building the air of what seems like an ancient temple as opposed to one of the more modern ones like the ones you saw in Susquehan. But there is a, a great lack of furnishings as you walk inside here, making this area feel very very hollow, very austere. Snow has built up inside the temple. Um, the the only real thing of note here, not covered in, in snow, is there is a decoration of a, uh, a statue, a large insectile creature near the rear of the temple here on the map on the, the very north side. Uh, might that be a depiction of Hylax herself? Yeah, you, as someone who's worshipped her before, you, you can tell that this is a very interesting depiction of the goddess, you know, uh, extending arms in kind of like a gesture of, of welcome forward. And uh, there's a large shallow metal bowl kind of resting at the base of the goddess's feet. You can see there seems to be some things like kind of piled over the side of it, perhaps metal beads and carved rocks and, and scraps of, of fabric. Does it look um, like a uh, like an offering plate of some sort? Yeah, you saw kind of similar to the the um, the holy site beneath Ultranius. Uh, one one thing that strikes you as odd though is this statue is wearing a crown uh, fashioned what looks like exoskeletal pieces and it seems to be kind of almost floating on, on top of its head. Um, from, from this angle, the Hylax looks a little bit like Mothra to me. <laughs> Mothra! <laughs> the statue suddenly cries. Sounds right. Out comes. Uh, and, <laughs> and then there are two twins that are standing exactly. to the side. Two tiny little twin, twin women <laughs> pop out. What are you doing here? Um, make me a, a mysticism check as you're you're looking over the statue. Yes, um, please. Especially you two, yeah, that have worshipped the goddess. Oh, before. a big natural one from me. I rolled a ten. For I think a that's, Gosh, I, you roll one, I roll a ten, and we're almost the same number. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, both of you realize that it is very odd that she is wearing a crown. Um, 
it's never really been a part of usual depictions of the the goddess um though maybe take a look at devasha this could be seen as like an older interpretation of her epithet the forever queen uh perhaps or maybe just a like i said a an older representation you know when was this forever reliquary founded supposedly hundreds of years ago like at the beginning of the the gap maybe mm. is the crown like takeable is it is it like built into the sculpture or is this like something that somebody has sort of put on top of the sculpture? it's crafted if taking a closer look at it, it's crafted from the same stone and is part of okay. the the statue okay um any magic going on on this thing yeah you can you can feel I mean, you you can understand your your chitin, your armor is absolutely frigid right now. But for some reason, that calm that that calm and the warmth you felt outside is now radiated to where it it gives you the feeling like you've got the warm booties on. You just had a cup mm-hmm. of hot cocoa and perhaps a Xanax or something along those lines, <laughs> and you you're just kind of feel the, the radiating warmth of, of Serendi coming from this statue in particular, even though you take a look around this place and it's a dark and frozen wasteland around it. But uh, yeah, you, you understand when, when you're looking at this, your um, great, great aunt or whatever, who was a uh, um, waiting to come here was, was looking to get on one of these pilgrimages. You understand why they would wait years to try and get to this deified honorific space, you know, try to seek it out. It seems very unique, very magically potent here, even though you don't detect anything magic specifically. It, uh, it seems to emanate from the very stone itself. Um, what do you guys, especially you two up front here by the statue, Devasho and, and Tress, what do you guys want to, is there anything you want to do here at the statue? You want to take a look over the the offerings or? Yeah, I think Devasho would kind of look at Tress maybe and say, I am not very familiar with the proper procedures for making an offering. You think that would be appropriate here? Um, well, I was just actually looking to see if I had any weapon on me. Um, other than my uh, sort of my Salarian moat. Um, um, oh, we picked up that carbon staff, I believe. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, I, I'm gonna lay the I'm gonna lay the carbon staff up on the um, upon the statue, just a sign that I carry no weapons into this place. And um, uh, that is the uh, I, I suppose that is the offering that I have to leave the altar here mm-hmm. um, before we. Um, Attempt to sort of explore further. Um, why isn't um, I mean, anyone can make this a perception or survival check, but especially you two up front, take a look at the, the offering plate. Go ahead and roll those for me. Uh, what well, one or the other? Sure there's not a different skill. Oh, no, definitely not. Oh boy, maybe I'll get a 20. Yeah, no, never mind. Sprouts, uh, you've rolled very well. How do you think you'd go up and take a look at this statue? Uh, sure. I mean, I mean <laughs> while he was on his his normal perch of Echo Seven, Sprouts <laughs> is is definitely gonna be interested in the area. So he'll 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 probably uh, hop off and kind of give give the room a once over. Yeah, taking a look through, uh, you do see maybe some 
some oddities in the floor here. Every once in a while, you, you can see where perhaps uh, not necessarily footprints, but areas of snow are bereft, um, exposing small tiles and things um, of the the temple's floor. Um, don't really see any, anything in the way of the footprints, but when you're taking a look at these offerings, uh, just taking a look at this rhyme of frost over most of them, and taking a look around the rest of of the temple's interior here, you estimate that, I mean, it's been several months, if not closer to um, seasons that these have been touched. Um, So they've been out here exposed to the cold for quite some time. So I see footprints, but I also see that there's no evidence that the offense touched. No no footprints, but places where the stone floor is exposed. Hmm. Maybe warm spots on the on the floor, what it's could very, be producing heat? Very specifically, no footprints except your guys' own that you see here. Mm. What if uh, the the parts that don't have any snow on them, if Devasha were to touch them, would they feel warm? I mean, if you want to de-glove and, and take a feel, I mean, they don't feel icy, cold. They're not giving off really any heat. Uh, um, do they form any kind of pattern? Like, Zinnia, can you fly up and see if there's a pattern that is made by these? I was actually about to ask. I I do want to fly up just kind of to the ceiling, see if there's anything up there, and also kind of get a Strix's eye view of of the place. You just want another crystal crystal or something. Yeah, there's some crystals up there. Yeah, is there a crystal? (laughs) Yeah, the ceiling, the main entryway is only about 10 feet tall, but the ceiling stretches up about 25 feet or so um, um, into these dark kind of stony rafters beyond some some columns, some support columns that seem to be keeping the roof in check. And as you, you get up there and, and take a look down on your compatriots, um, it's very disorganized, but you do see kind of like the tops and bottoms of what look like Sharon characters, uh, something written in Sharon kind of spelt out amongst the floor here. Um, and it seems to spell a word that you've you've seen in Sheeran, and especially these older blocky characters, uh, the word underground. Mm. And as you're taking a look down there and about to report back, uh, there is a voice that echoes in your mind, Xenia, um, first, and then we'll kind of continue on to everyone else here. Uh, just a voice that says, Curious, it flies when it knows not but how to bow before entering the realm of one so exalted. From the, the darkness of the, the stone ceiling, uh, a shadowy figure kind of like moves amongst the, the rafters here with Yasinia. And as it descends down, it, this voice will echo in all of your mind psychically, seemingly flying supernaturally. Upon your knees, all of you, and this temple's focus shall reveal itself. For you have entered a temple dedicated to none other than I, Candle Rhyme of the Comet, ruler of this icy domain. And uh, descending from the, the church steeple, uh, you see kind of back towards the entrance, uh, about eight feet tall, supporting four very large burly arms. 
not dressed for the weather, seemingly unaffected by the temperature. And upon its head, a crown looked to be made of glowing ice crystals that shed a unnatural blue light around it as it comes kind of like into into focus here. Uh, let me show you. Let me show you what this this one's looking like. It's kinda rhyme. Huh. So not a. So he's got uh, one big eye right in the center of the forehead. Yeah, and it's got a cool crown of ice crystals that uh, that are now glowing and, and giving off a good amount of light. Ooh, money he must and forearms. Yeah, Bill Bill Burley forearms, and it looks like he's wearing just like a little cut toga. And four <laughs> forearms too. So yep. it's asking us to essentially prostrate. Now, is it asking to prostrate to it, it or highlights? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is standing in the kind of the same position, just floating above the ground as the, the statue arms, forearms open here and uh, and asking to, to bow before it. I mean, this this may be some sort of a herald of Hylax. Uh, I see no reason to distrust. I will take any after I make a sense motive check. Say what? 23 on How dare you? Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like they okay. care about Hylax. They're definitely talking about themselves a great deal. Um, it'll continue on and say, I, I shall be receiving your offerings, your prayers here. And I will need, all, all I need is your devotion and your submission before we can continue. Hold, friend. Tell us. We assume you have been here a long while on this icy rock. This temple is to Hylax. But uh, tell me, why do you demand fealty? I know not of a Hylax. You speak with candle rhyme. You ask that which candle rhyme does not care to speak of. This temple is dedicated to me to my crown to my excellence uh does the do the ice crystals around his head by any chance resemble the uh the crown around uh the sculpture of hylax we observed not really no not really. they're okay. both crowns but like him this this ice crowns maybe a lot chonkier mm, big chunky yeah <laughs> <laughs> turns to trust I do not want to bow to the one with the chonky crown. <laughs> don't know. No, the chonky crown is not for us. I don't believe. I don't think this guy can grant any spells to anyone. Yeah. No disrespect, Candlehead, but uh, if this is your temple, then uh, why is it not a statue of you? He makes a fair point. Please answer the plant. You I guys- need... I need no statues of myself. All I need are prayers or, or koans for candle rhyme. If you have them to offer anything you wish to leave. But if not, if you want to continue to ask quotidian questions that are beneath me, I will ask you to go and not defile the sanctity of my place. Echo seven goes up to candle rhyme and just takes a knee and says, well, um, Looking forward to seeing what's on the underground. Gives a little salute. You're, you're taking a knee in front of him? You're, you're genuflecting? Yeah, we're going to see what this does. All right, <laughs> he'll, he'll come over and, and very 
unceremoniously just kind of like wave arms around you and be like, oh, oh <laughs> yes, yes, I can feel your your fealty to me. Oh, oh, oh that's good. I'm going to whisper into Echo Seven's head. I'm not so sure this guy is the real deal, as it were, in religious terms. Well, look, look, man, I... I've been to a lot of crazy places in my time, and <laughs> sometimes you just got to let the crazy guy be crazy. You don't want to start a fight. You don't want to start anything because you don't know what you know what he's got stashed around this place. That's fair. That's fair. OK, cool, 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 oh, cool, cool. Oh. I'll let you take the take, let you take the lead on this one. Rest of you gonna get down on one knee? Oh my goodness, did you? You already left me something. Oh, yeah. We'll go over and take a look at the the staff you've left on the trust the you had to leave a base. weapon you, you couldn't oh, leave like yes. a ration or something actually actually that is that is for the for the goddess hylax that's not for but it's fine it's fine you could have it it's i guess it's fine it's like you gave a child whose favorite ninja turtle is donatello a uh a long, a machine. smooth stick, because he'll take that <laughs> staff and it's just like yeah yeah walk and rhyme why are you still here if not to give me thanks? Uh, we are we are actually hoping to explore uh, a subterranean structure that we believe is below this spot. Yeah, we'll give you some thanks when you give us some answers. Yes, Candlelime, please aid us in our discovery or step aside and allow us to resume our investigation of this place. We have no quarrel with you, and while your occupation of the temple here is no doubt an offense to the goddess Hylax, we do not endeavor to disturb your peace. There is nothing beneath my temple. You all speak of things which you know not anything about. Uh, obviously, gonna fly up a good. Uh, oh, we'll call it twenty-five feet. Oh, can I type in twenty-five feet? Uh, I think it, no, I think it only goes. This singles. thing can fly too. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been naturally flying all around this place. Yeah. Uh, I found it in the rafters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> The, the image. That's where most the gods hang out is in the rafters of their churches. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the image is so I got a little confused. Um. <laughs> well, in the art, I can't change the art, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I could tell because you said that it had this all four arms out, and one, two of these arms are like crossed, which makes it look very cross. Mm. Uh, yeah, How exactly did this guy come to be here? I mean, like you don't. This doesn't seem like a very hospitable place for creating life. Did you come from somewhere else? If you're asking this question from across the room here, it's it, oh, it sorry, seems I to be move. no, it's fine. Uh, it seems to be just grating um, the this beans. Uh, you're, you're really chuffing his pants, as, as it were, or his lack thereof. As uh, just more questions, questions, questions not to do with praying to me. Oh, boy. You have you have pushed candle rhyme of the crown perhaps too far this day. Must ye be shown why is is not wise to deal with a god walking amongst you in the snow drifts. Oh, can I roll for diplomacy? Maybe Ooh, what are you going to say? I, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to um, roll and then. 
figure yeah. out what you're going to say depending on how yeah. that goes. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Oh well. Mm. A nineteen Great. on the dice. Whatever, whatever you say, it makes him testy. Oh, he's yeah. getting more testy. <laughs> Let us look around, you punk. Um, <laughs> in, any chance I could roll some knowledge about uh, what sort of creature this is? Yeah, that's what I was actually, I was actually angling for here. Yeah, um, we have a life science person on board. So it's, it's going to be a mysticism role. Oh, indeed. Oh, but as a biohacker, I could use life science because it's a living thing, right? Oh, and don't indeed. you get a bonus to identify creatures? Or does that not count? Yeah, for- can I just take 20 on that? Uh, yeah. Move it- action? At this point, uh, I'll allow you to because I'll I'll say with Trest 29, uh, after getting a good look at this thing, perhaps you have heard tales of creatures out in the void, um, but not from our realm. Very similar to this thing. Um, this is a fey creature. Oh, a fey creature. A fey. Oh. Uh, and particularly, I can tell you, Candle Rhyme is something called a uh, a cominide, which is kind of like a, a comet-y fey, comet-y asteroid fey that flits between these kind of rocks throughout um, different realms. And, um, so this guy may be less interested in the actual temple than the comet itself, perhaps. Yeah, they can like be born within comets and then live so long they just outlive their comets and go off and find other ones. But they can perhaps are focus in on on places of of magical power. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Uh, let's go ahead and roll some initiative as, so as we're all bluff. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've done so much to anger, sweet candle rhyme, and only one of you genuflected. How dare you? Ooh, some great rolls from folks. Ooh, Patrick rolled well too. Everyone rolled pretty well. I was about to say natural oh. twenty from Jabert, but. Not going first, because what do you roll, Miles? 27. Uh, 17 on the dice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see him kind of like whipping around this bow up there in, in the rafters. And uh, maybe the crown starts pulsating. You see anger coming over this creature. You've uh, indeed identified. Um, uh, uh, first, Tressa, uh, before we get into the meat of this combat, is there anything specifically you want to know about a, a Kumanide? Um, Yeah, I mean, I was curious about sort of what... Uh, I mean, do I know a couple of things about it? You rolled a 29. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Correct. If I took 20 on it, it'd be a 38. Um, I'll, I'll give you one thing here rest okay. just just one and 38 if you take a 20 is that right yeah, i have a plus 18 yeah it's intense yeah <laughs> um um two that'll be three things for rebecca so i would say does this thing uh breathe uh can it uh yes but uh, does it need to taking a look at it you are this thing lives in the void. Uh, It has indeed as a defensive ability, avoid adaptation. Oh boy, guys, I got nothing. (laughs) 
Rebecca. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> um, let's see. Can can it actually be killed, or can it just be like damaged to a point? <laughs> If it bleeds, it could be killed, Drew. Okay, it well, can, is, can it bleed it, then? <laughs> it is a living creature, yes. Does it um, have any resistances or it immunities? Immune to cold. Immune to cold. Uh oh, gang. Mm-hmm. We got problems. <laughs> what else All would right. you like to know? Let's see. Uh, um, what's, it, what's its EAC? Ooh, great question. 18. And um, does it have any special ability or special attacks? Special attacks. Um, so I can tell you its main melee attack is a claw attack, um, but it doesn't just do slashing damage. It also does cold damage, these claws, and it has a, a critical uh, bleed critical. Well. We're we're up in this combat and Sprouts Marlowe, you're first in the initiative turn order as this thing seems to be building up some kind of magical energy and aura about it. Yeah, and Sprouts doesn't like that one bit, so he's gonna try, try to quick draw with his red star plasma pistol and uh take a shot. Start us out right. It's a twenty-nine hit. Ooh, that's a hit. Uh CR4 loader, so it's probably not a hit on the trick. Um, uh, once again, for Sprout, you can just take ten on your on that check. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You said it automatically. Yeah. What's your your bonus for sense mo? Uh, my bonus for sense motive is plus sixteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that is a failure on the trick. That's what I thought. Uh, so it's twenty nine to hit. I will tell you. Then you will want to roll unless you get some other bonus uh that is a hit and what kind of damage are we doing here just eight electricity and fire okay and the plasma shot goes into his his hide as he's uh preparing this and looks down she was like what what the heck <laughs> what did i do to you <laughs> trust you're next in the <laughs> you put me in initiative initiative turnover <laughs> oh yeah um, there's like there's like you know ice crystals kind of like forming all around him and stuff and it doesn't seem like he's uh he's getting ready to give you guys a hug uh, I'm I'm going to uh, dart up to the sky with my jetpack, and I'm going to uh, use my magical sword as I move, and I'm going to draw it, and I'm going to slap him on the side with its uh, merciful quality. Right, as you get close up to him, make me a fortitude save. Ah, heavens. Ah, heavens to farts. Mm, yes, H to F. Yeah, uh, 17. Uh, this is indeed DC 17. So Oof. half damage as you, moving up to him, you just feel ice forming in all of your armors, little nooks and crannies in the cold getting through to your Sharon Kitten. Guys, watch out for your crannies. His clannies are so cold. Uh, four points of cold damage in like a, a nimbus around this Komenide. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I'm going to strike it non-lethally with a powerful sword. Mm-hmm. Give it a bop. 
25 to hit. Sorry, 26 to hit. Ooh, that's a hit. Oh, yeah. With uh, 24 points of non-lethal damage. Oh, slashing damage. Uh, Giving him a good thwack. Ouch. Okay. And I and I shout. I shout. Um, stand down in the pr- in the the presence of Hylax's holy name. Mm, nah. Candle rhyme. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm God. a candle rhyme. Guys, candle rhyme. What doesn't want to do it? My name's candle rhyme. Uh, you. Uh, we are actually on to its turn. The face turn. And we got to use all of its crazy cool ability. Mm-hmm. Die trash. So actually, trust it. You can make an attack of opportunity. I'm gonna try. So it's gonna drop down closer to Devasho and Sprouts. A 19 to hit KAC. Uh that is actually a hit. Oh. 27 damage. Very That's nearly max. Do, do, do. Good job. Let me do some math here. Away. Okay. Um, yeah, it's taking a lot of damage from you. And it's actually, uh, you see the ice crystals just kind of like forming around it um, as it, it drops down and then begins building up energy and then just kind of blur, bursts forward in a straight line, trailing a, a jet of what looks like icy plasma. Um, like a comet's tail. Uh, this does not provoke attack of opportunities from anyone else here, but it is going to make some claw attacks, and it's moving in a straight line from right in front of Devasho past um, past our good buddy Sprouts Marlow, and uh, it's going to go to Zinnia or going to go to Echo 7 uh, right across the way here. Why me? I, I frustrated myself to this candle rhyme. That's what you get for being a wussy. <laughs> you didn't do it. Didn't do it well enough. He senses your weakness. Um, let's see. Okay, this is such a weird ability, but it's going to make an attack of opportunity at minus four against everyone uh, along this line. So that's going to be a Devasho, a Sprouts, and an Echo. Roll those in initiative order here. D20s. Oh, all rocks. Gosh. All straight comet rocks. 18, 18, 16. Uh, Let's see. I'm pretty sure these are all going to be hits. Uh, So Echo has mobility, so that would be... You're not moving, bro. Yeah. He's moving. I'm moving to you. Moving to hit you with a plus 16. You move from something. (sighs) Yeah, I'm just taking a look at some KACs around here. That is a hit on everyone. So let me start rolling some. It's not crazy amounts of damage, but... Um, Devasho and Sprouts. Roll here five. Uh, that's twelve points. Um, half gold, half slashing, and uh, eleven points for you, Echo Seven. Uh, now I need everyone to go ahead and make a will save. Oh no! Uh, as you're you're watching this corona of blue light emanating from from this creature. We're looking at DC 17 here, which Ooh, means son of a 
Oh, just a fail from a DeVos show and a oh. fail from. You know what I'm really. You know what I'm upset because we have a, a ring of resistances that I wasn't sure if anybody claimed, and I was like, should I bring that up? Maybe that would be relevant. <laughs> so I can tell oh, you. Did we give that to someone? Did we give that to someone? It's I not in anybody's. That... It's not claimed on the sheet. So I thought we gave it to that that nerd. What? No, <laughs> we definitely wanted it for ourselves, no. but that's a shame. Yeah, we gotta. So right. we'll figure that out. Uh, later, you but. two, Devancho and Zinnia, uh, are are entranced by the the light and the movement of this creature, and indeed gain the fascinated condition as you stand quietly and watch as he slices up Devancho, and uh, you are. Uh, not able to take any actions for this turn as, as this turn so cool. lasts, which, yeah, you're just coming up in the initiative turn order, so that stinks, but you know who did make the yeah. save next in the turn order is Echo 7. Oh, I should have ended the <sighs> next. I don't know what I'm doing. He's about 10 feet away from me now. He went all the way across the room. Don't know what to do. Shoot him with a gun. Yeah, problem is, shoot with a gun first. <laughs> the problem is, most of my guns are cold damage, which is not going to do ah. anything to him. You, oh, still, no. you still have the artillery, right? You, you I still do have, have that laser. I do, right? ha- I do still have the level one azimuth artillery laser, but I'm also I'm trying to think if. You want to whip with a grenade, grenade at this fool? Maybe. I have, I have grenades that I probably should use, and some of them are hmm. fire grenades. Is he like twenty five feet off of the ground still? Like no, he's he's down he's on your like, level, so he's maybe okay. maybe just like five feet above the ground. Okay. I'm also wondering if there's a weird if there's something weird about this room. Like, what if I shot at the statue and knocked the crown off the statue? Would that knock the crown off his head or something? No, the, the, is, we've already we've already discovered that the statue and him have no correlation. And you would also be defiling the statue of a god, Tress God. So, I think you would uh, also. Drew, do you want to make a mysticism check for me? Oh, yeah, this will be great. Uh, I'll do <laughs> that uh, if I can do it as a free action. Uh, yep. yeah. That's an 18. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, it, it was the joke roll because you have a negative one in it. Yeah, no, you're not able to determine anything about yeah, this I guy. Think so. I didn't think so. Uh, you're a dumb Space robot that shoots lasers. <laughs> you do best, idiot. Uh, <laughs> quote a movie and get to hooking grenades or whatever. All right, so uh, Echo Seven, because he doesn't know what to do, just says, "Say hello to my little friend," and he, he he quickly pulls out because he can pull out weapons as a swift action. The azimuth artillery laser and uh, uh, takes a shot. Can I do heavy fire if I use a swift action? Fortunately, no, but uh, got that weapon out. If you want to move, you can. Um, About 10 feet away from him right now, but. Yeah, I think he'll back up a little bit just to be on the safe side. All right, make that attack roll. Uh, That's a 16 versus uh, EAC. 16 is a miss. Oh, no. Three on the dice. Gross. Zinnia, Devasho, both fascinated by this creature. Almost down on your knees. Not quite there yet. Uh, we're going to go back to the top of the turn order with a Sprouts Marlowe. You've never seen Devasho not run into a fight <laughs> before, but little little Sprouts is 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 ready. Yeah, as Sprouts can take another shot at this this 
this fella who's been kind of shaking up the crew. Gotcha. And that's a, a trick. CR 11 or lower will do. But only 18 on the dice. That's all you need. That's uh, right. 18 against you know the EAC? straight EAC. Nothing in your way. You've got a straight shot. Uh, oh, yeah. But what's the what's the range on your pistol? Uh, I thought it was 60, isn't it? Uh, it's 40 that we're in trouble. But if it's 60, we're good. Uh, I don't have it written down. Hold on. <laughs> Starfighter. It sounds like one that probably has... Oh no! Oh no! Red Star Plasma <laughs> Pistol, One, range 20, of twenty feet. Twenty feet. Oh, that's that stinks because the trick goes off, and if you flat footed it, that will do. But outside of two range increments, that's a miss. Yeah, if I had done that, I would have I would have moved because I can still keep my trip trick if I move. This is how we learn what our our weapon ranges are. I thought it was forty two, but I yeah I, I did. I, uh, Trest, we are back to you. You're you're up a ways, uh, like mm-hmm. twenty feet up, and now the this comet Thay is on the other side of the temple. What would you like to do? Uh, I think I'm going to charge it with my sword out, Ooh. flying across this temple yeah. to get get right up in its grill. Get all up on it. Ooh, boy, that's, minus that's daring. Two on the attack. Ooh. A twenty-six to hit. Oh, that's a hit. For 21 points of damage. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I need Zinnia to make this as well. And a uh, uh, our good buddy, you're so within range, Echo. Uh, why don't the three of you make me a fortitude save as you're ending your turn here, Tress, and I'll apply the damage to them as well. If you make oh, it. No. Oh, natural one for Zinnia. Uh, save from Echo 7. And a fail from from Tress is the the cold emanating from this thing's aura. Um, Twelve points of damage, so uh, six for you, Echo. Uh, it looks very hurt from from these attacks, Tress. Um, hopefully, uh, non-lethally. I intend to attack non-lethally for this guy. This one was non-lethal as well. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. In in my uh, there's no negative because you have a. Uh, yeah, with the uh, merciful fusion on my okay. fuse on my crystal. Okay, uh, yes, but you can tell it's looking a little bloodied here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are we gonna do? Oh boy! Uh, so you gonna just gonna risk? Actually, no, he can just guarded step backwards kind of away from you dressed and your sword that's done like 50 something points of damage and uh, he's going <laughs> to call out to you and just say on your knees on your knees creature and worship candle rhyme I need you to make me a very important will save <laughs> oh, oh gosh a 19. I saw the two coming up on the dice. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 19, you say. What'd you roll on that dice? A 10. Oh, good, good. Failure. Oh, no. Disgusting. Oh, I thought that would be okay. You feel the warmth that was at this temple just immediately leave your, your chitin. Uh, leave your body as your movement becomes sluggish. 
and you're kind of staggered back a little bit on your your feet. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you the <clears throat> option. Um, do you want... Uh, oh, this is a, a fun necromancy spell that, uh, that Gandalf Rhymes casts on you called Bestow Curse! Uh, oh. Do, do oh, you <laughs> want... Uh, a 50-50 to be staggered every round or wait, no, not staggered. Take no action. Act normally or take uh, no action or take a minus four penalty to ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks. Do I happen to know the the, um, amount of time on this? Is this permanent? Oh, yeah, forever. (sighs) Uh, I suppose I'll take the minus four, please. Okay, so we're going to go with a 50% chance to act normally. Uh, okay, <laughs> fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me for my opinion. You butthole. <laughs> Everyone, let it be known that Patrick is the biggest butt, the biggest butt in the galaxy. He's a big butt. You've nearly killed this guy. I just want him to, I just want you to remember him forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll remember him till the day I die, Patrick. I'll remember him till the day I die. Echo seven, your turn. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we've got the uh, got the artillery laser out. We're gonna do heavy fire. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, we need some some high attack numbers here. Put a hole in it. That's a thirty-one to hit. Oh, that'll do. What's uh, the damage we're talking about here? That's uh, fifteen points of damage. Okay, and you can see, getting this close up to this guy, that uh, he doesn't seem to be taking all that damage. He seems to have some kind of fire resistance as well here. He's got cold and fire resistance. What's this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not something that they they normally perhaps have. Something, perhaps it seems like the crown itself and this cold aura around him seems to be sapping up some of that laser fire. Uh, Zinnia, we're back to you. You're no longer fascinated. Ready to get so in this fight. you can actually do something? Oh Ready my gosh. Ready to get in this fight with all this knowledge you have of this creature. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the AC is 18. Get it. All right. Um, Zinnia's still uh, 25 feet in the air. Like she hasn't moved. She's still in the ceiling. Um, she is going to move backwards a ways. And as she does so, take out her sonic pistol and take a shot. Okay. I like it. All right. So that trick is actually not zero or lower. It is actually, is it dim or dark in here? You you can't do the the trick because you're pulling out the the weapon, right? I can do that while I move. Can I? No. You can do it as part of a move action, but you... Well, whatever. The trick wouldn't probably go off anyway. All right. So uh, 26 on the attack bow. Oh, but hey, guess what? That's a hit. All right, so that's eight damage. And nothing nothing blocking sonic damage, so it's pretty darn hurt from that. Uh, and Defasho gets a chance to get up in this combat as well. Defasho's in the action. Oh, what broke? Oh, this Fascinated only lasts for a turn. The Fascinated only lasts for a single round, yes. Nice. And so I guess Devasho will two things. Move action to bring out his shield and then I'm going to wreath myself well I'm going to get away from sprouts actually and I can I can 
do that as part of a move action while bringing out a let's see five i'm gonna move up a ways here mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna wreath myself in flame oh no uh go ahead and, and uh roll me a fortitude safe sure <clears throat> oh no oh. tyler one on the dice, uh, 11 points of cold. Almost a night. That's fine because I take one point. Ooh, you've got you've got 11 uh, cold resistance or 10 cold resistance. I've got 10 cold resistance. Oh my, that's pretty helpful on a frozen comet. Yeah. Uh, great. Top of turn three, Sprouts Marlow. Oh, you've got you've got some comeuppance to give, I'm sure. Uh, yes. So Sprouts is obviously going to move forward kind of right between Echo and Devasho and putting himself in range and is going to take his shot. Now he's targeted so that he can still get his trick. Mm -hmm. Can you move right in front of Echo and not right next to Devasho? Do you have the movement for that? Uh, Yeah. Because I'm That's, on fire and I will. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> don't want to seize your pedals uh, there, buddy. CR 11 or lower. Right. So the trick's gone off. What are we talking about for the hit? Uh, 20. Oh, that'll do. That'll do. Uh, it's 19 points damage. And with that, oh, that plasma blast gets him good. You see the, the light starting to fade from the crown as he falls down to the snow below and you hear just ching 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 these crystals scatter about around him uh candle run is dead or dying ish no he's dead i want to i'm kind of hoping one of those crystals is a solarian crystal <laughs> uh, sprouts is like i hope you said your prayers <laughs> well he got he got some from you guys he, he he went out doing doing what he loved being being a demigod kind of dude <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, and we are out of combat. What about that crown he was wearing? What was the deal with that crown? You you want to go look over this body? This 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 odd creature. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a of a a fae of another realm of some sort. And as you go to start investigating its its odd crown, uh, you can feel it just melting as if your hands were made of molten iron. Um, other ones seem to be cracking and kind of dissipating as you, you step up and, and take a look at them um, until the frozen crown is gone. Mm. So this guy is uh, dead or unconscious right now? Uh, dead. Oh no! I murdered a man. <laughs> well, the last shot there. I have. Was, uh, I have well, yeah, fifty percent technically murdered a man. <laughs> <laughs> I have fifty percent chance of saying I murdered a man. <laughs> if we want to, if you want to take the negative four, I just, just definitely wanted it for this combat because you were so bad. <laughs> you were really goofing him up with those hits. Um. Or uh, we can have this. Uh, I don't know why they would give players this much power, but one of the other things under um, uh, bestow curse is like, oh, just make something else up. <laughs> See something evil. Make something evil as your as a GM. Yeah, what no, a wonderful I, power. I, I, just, I just need to. I just need to find a store so I can buy a, a remove affliction or mm. get another level. 
So I can okay, well, well Sprouts will look around and see if there's a gift shop here. <laughs> right. <yeah>. Excellent. <laughs> is there is there like a vending machine that sells g- spell gems or not for many years here. They took it out. Well, shoot. <laughs> I have a 50% chance of saying. Oh, oh shoot. I mean, shoot. We, we did plenty of shooting. It's, uh, the shooting's yeah. over now. Yeah, no, but if you guys do want to take a look around the yeah. the, the temple here, um, you want to investigate his body at all? Uh, oh, yes. Singed and... I'm sure Zinni has taken samples oh, of yeah. all sorts Ooh, of weird stuff. For sure. He doesn't have really anything on him. He, he's dropped a staff. You can put it back on the, the can statue. Can you put his face. eye in my eye, eye socket? Can oh, you do gross. surgery real quick? Oh, super gross. Uh, if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. What kind of vision properties does he have? I don't I'm think that's sure how eyes them. work. You can just <laughs> transplant whatever you want. Yeah, Devasho, I'm not sure this is a good idea. I think you're just going to end up with one eye. I, I have an, I have with, with with no eyes at this point. I guess. So. Yeah, you replaced the wrong one. <laughs> I, I must admit, I am not completely savvy on uh, how organics functions, and part of me are not quite normal from you know other trucks. So. I thought maybe another eye could work. Uh, so I got I got questions. We've got we know that there's an underground because of things that have been psychically told to people. But well, it's also written on the floor. Yeah, yeah like, that's literally. What, literally. Then he can share that. Does the does the statue look like it moves? It looks to be carved from the rock of the. Um, the comet itself uh, does not look like it will budge an inch. Um, in as you continue to look over this place, you don't seem to find any other rooms, nor any hatches or escape uh, escape areas, uh, stairs leading down. Nothing along those lines. Nothing here in the in the temple itself. But what you do find on Candle Rhyme is a small satchel, a little fanny pack on their side, uh, just filled to the brim with beautiful gems and, and crystals mm. uh, not really cut some of them so some some um, non-precious gem stones attached to them but uh, I mean it, worth thousands of credits easily uh, it, did you say there's a bowl at the altar there, there, there so is, yeah. um, if no one is if no one would stop me, I would have a 50% chance of taking that satchel of <laughs> gems and I, pouring I, it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and pouring it into the uh, the bowl, and I just empty it out. I fill the bowl with these gems. Perhaps this knave has stolen from the Temple of Hylax. Hold hmm. on, hold on. I would like to ask... Are any of those gems similar to the crystals that we saw, or the giant crystal that we saw in the temple on Suskelon? And are any of them magical? Yeah, and can I pocket one if it is? Mm. Well, <laughs> well, good news because the trust failed to dump them into the, the bag. But as you're, he's going over and just like stops in, in front. Uh, you can take a look at these gems and crystals. They just look like, I mean. They look like they'd be worth, you know, a year or so of uh, of working wages. Uh, taking a look at them, does, does anyone have physical science? I think I've asked this multiple times, but no, um, do not. Yes, 
Oh, why don't you, you give me a roll, Miles? And I'll... I took I took a rank last level to oh a single rank. You say, oh boy, that's all. Oh, you rolled a That's all you need. Yeah. One so, <laughs> is all you need. <laughs> it, when you roll it well, that's all you need. Uh, all right. Well, I was honestly, uh, I don't think I accounted for this because I was like, there's no way they can roll. <laughs> Well, on this, right? Let me just double check the old AP. Another cannot the ace detective. Okay. Well, it was a DC 28 physical science check, so I'm counting you out. Oh, <laughs> no. Wait, can someone assist? We need an oh, assist. Yeah. Someone assist. Does anyone else have a single Is anyone rank? trained? Oh, uh, no, I don't have any ranks. Thank I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Assist a single here, wait, can I use a book reroll? <laughs> Wait, I guess it wouldn't matter because of the highest yeah, I can get is 27. Don't get the 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the highest I can get is 27 then. But yeah. you're pretty sure. Um, yeah, you got to give me something. <laughs> for, rolling, for, for rolling as well, you're, you're pretty sure that um, because they're not cut or polished, um, they could be worth even more. But with that, I will give you the estimate of these are probably 7,000 credits worth of, of okay. precious stones. Um, Let's maybe put one in the bowl. I, not all of them. I feel like I don't know. I feel I feel like Jabert is on the right track. I, I don't think Sprouts would honestly care either way. I think I think that he would deduce that maybe putting in the gyms might do something. Uh, morally, I don't think he would care. I mean, this this not, does not seem man. like it, this does seem like a test. If we're going to meta guys, I, I agree. It seems like a test. We get a bunch of gems and there's a bowl. We should just put the gems into the bowl. Now, I, I, th- this is Drew speaking and not Echo 7 speaking, where it's like 7,000 credits. <laughs> but what could I do with 7,000 credits? Yeah, I think Zenia would okay. steal one if mm-hmm. you can well, steal you one. If you, can, listen, if you can get it past old trusty <laughs> McBeth, we can put them in the bowl. And then if nothing happens, we'll just take. I don't think the bowl is going to like. Yeah, I think it's, not gonna, like, I, 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 hands if it's off, a like test, one of those it's Halloween not, it's a bowls. test of intent, not a test of whether or not you sure. just do it. Guys, why don't we yeah. just say there's five huge crystals in the in the satchel? You can each do with it what you want. You know, put them in the bowl, put them on, put them in your pocket. I put mine in the bowl. Hey, ninety six on D one hundred. I successfully put. Right. Mine. Do you, you want to pray to Hylax at all there? Or? I do. I do. I, I say a quick. I say a quick little prayer. I'm not particularly observant at this point, but you know what? This is gems found in the temple of Hylax. You ought to just give a little, give a little thank you, give a little, yeah. you know, praise. Fourteen hundred credits for each of you, uh, Devasha. You want to as well? Yeah, just to see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anybody else? Or are you sticking to your uh, Sprouts will as steam. well, and kind of obviously doesn't offer a prayer, but just kind of tips his head up. Drew, Echo, Rebecca, Echo Seven places his crystal in, and he references the retro channel on the uh, the infosphere uh, in in because that's the closest he has to to religion as the classic. You know, he sings the Green Acres <laughs> theme. Just do Tom yeah. Hanks move from League of Their Own. <laughs> There's no right. crying in church. Zenia will begrudgingly, uh, d- deeply sigh and place her gem in the in the bowl. If Patrick Tubi yeah. continues us right now, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Everyone's in the bowl. Um, the same thing that I've been 
explaining perhaps for for Trest. You guys feel a little bit of it too, but it seems to be emanating from Trest themselves. Uh, a sense of warmth and serenity here in this place where you've just murdered a Comet Fae. Um, but f- I know it yeah. makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> I think you, you, perhaps you're waiting on divine intervention or some kind of light to shine down, but this temple is still actually uh, pitch black and, and frozen to the core and nothing ostensibly happens. Okay, um, I got an it idea. Is a good, it is a good thing that we have done and we should let it be. But now let us consider our other options and I walk away from the altar. Well, Zinnia Tr- picks up the gems. Yeah, I, Tress, do you still have that baby? <laughs> Oh my goodness, Drew, where are we going? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Are you asking me if I brought a baby a la Death Stranding out into this void where no one can breathe? No, I left it back in its cradle. I have to get back there in three hours and feed it. Echo, no, what are you to talking stab about? This baby on an altar, one hundred percent. Stab it! I'm saying we offer right, it right, to e- the Echo. Maybe you shouldn't come on the rest of this mission. We I don't know about the all this. To, to Hylax, it seems we're like not offering nothing to Hylax. We're not offering a baby to Hylax. Why your babies? Hylax doesn't want my oh, baby. You don't know that it doesn't want your baby. You haven't put the baby on the pedestal. Hylax is more. I want to be your baby. Nobody puts a baby. Nobody puts baby on a pedestal. Nobody Drew, puts baby on the altar. Drew's acting like this is an RPG where you just put all the items in your inventory because you don't know what <laughs> you need to do. I can't help it that we have 99 well, potions, but all we need is one high got potion. The binoculars. Tyler. We're gonna put the binoculars on there. Um, <laughs> when he's asking about the baby, Echo starts looking over in Sprout's direction and <laughs> measuring up his uh, weight. And... Oh, but Sprout isn't isn't okay. uh, uh, Sheeran, so it it seems like so. If we know the area is underneath this, my guess is we're gonna have to look for a different entrance because there doesn't appear to be one here. Can so... and the crown is not removable. We established that before. I know that it's carved with the same rock, but it's... Yeah, I mean, you guys can take, like, a good 20-30 minutes here exploring, and does anybody need to take a rest or burn an RP? Um, I'm gonna burn an RP to glimpse the truth. Ooh, taking taking full time here to see things that are unseen. Um, what What's the shadows thing that he says every time? <laughs> Oh, um, to know what? Uh, who who uh, knows what darkness. evil lurks in the hearts of men? Yeah, you you see beyond sight, and perhaps um, if there was something invisible here, you you definitely see it. Uh, I nothing. 60, I, got, I got sixty feet, so that's in, in the entire room. Nothing magical there, perhaps, but you do see kind of a, a glow around Trest, like a, a magical. Uh, energy and uh, a similar kind of like dark greasy exterior around Devosho uh, as as you're looking around the, the rest of the, the temple here and I am straining to think through perhaps uh, what else is in this temple but I'd see f- say for the most part uh, it looks like you would want to uh, continue your search outside of the temple because you see nothing. There's no hidden doors guaranteed. No, um, if you start tapping on some of the 
the temple flooring here. Definitely doesn't seem like there's anything underneath this temple. <sighs> Fine. Right. But yeah, back we... to the back to the old ship, huh? No, we we just gotta no, look okay. outside. Yeah, do you, do you, so you guys want to? Well, either way, it's you're you're heading out of. Yeah, the, so it's probably kind of there. like he's he's resigned. He's 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 walking out out the door. Yeah. He's he's kind I, of irritated. I do just want to bring one final note to the last thing that Rebecca said that Zinnia was doing, which yeah, was, we're taking those crystals. Oh, I'm back. taking the gems. All the gems. All of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, just something that I'll just split the profits with you, but I'm just Zinnia wants to do or. Uh, I mean, Devasha wouldn't. Yeah, I think Devasha would have turned around with Tress, so I don't think he would see or try. Zinnia's like stupid religious people. Just, do you want to take everything yeah. that's in the bowl or just these crystals? There's other stuff oh, in the what bowl? What else is in there? There's some, what looks like prayer beads, perhaps some uh, small carved stone and, and, and leather icons and things like that. Uh, I'll leave go that right, stuff. Yeah, no, no. Go, go right ahead, Zinnia. Steal from my god. Again. Yeah, and, what happens? <laughs> Desecrate another uh, temple to my god and see what happens eventually. On, on the way out of the temple, uh, Echo Seven leaves a Yelp review, one star, like too one many. Star, <laughs> not enough, not enough gems. <laughs> There's some... our waiter candle rhyme was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what a no! I'll leave all the thing. other stuff, but I'm gonna take the gems that we. Yeah, that's fine. Rightfully um, took from the Fae that we killed. As you're stepping out of the the temple doors again here, uh, Devasha, you're you're given the same feeling as when you stepped onto the comet's surface. Um, what definitely feels like kind of psychic interference in your mind, and um, seemingly very far away, perhaps on the other side of the ship, you know, at this point, or, or someone that you would not be able to hear psychically normally. Uh, you just hear a voice in your mind just say, you have arrived, lost still, but we believe you will find your way forward. I do seek a way forward. What must I do? You look down at the, the snow in front of you and you guys, you can see like your your footsteps coming into the temple here and you just have the knowledge in your mind that you are to step forward and keep walking keep searching for your you are sure that you will find the entrance eventually if you continue to search i think devasho optimistically <laughs> devasho thinks in his head that he has way too many voices in his head that it's starting to get unhealthy. Uh, but out loud, he says, I oddly feel optimistic. I think if we continue down this path and keep searching for the entrance, we will find our answers. So let's let's do this. Um, yeah, maybe Tress, you kind of feel yourself being very optimistic as well after Devasho says this. Uh, let's talk about sense of direction and uh, the survival skill. Is anyone trained in survival? I am. Sprouts is. Who, who's got the, the highest? Uh, plus Mine 16. just plus seven. Plus 13. What was your mouse? Plus 16. Okay. Uh, so um, 
you guys can roll separately if you want. One person can aid another here, uh, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a bonus. Uh, once you, Miles, make me a well, I guess um, Tress would auto aid. Miles, make me a, a survival check. See if you can get a beat in this frozen tundra of which direction perhaps to head. Is that 21? Yeah, yeah. And Cindy, if you want to aid him, I can try to like check a little higher if you want. Okay. Yeah. An aid. Go, go ahead and roll trust. Think maybe your mile or sprouts is pointing one direction, you're pointing oh, another. Oh boy, yowzers. Yeah, so I, I think perhaps Sprouts is a little more confident in heading. Just am, kind of like I am indeed pointing the other direction. <laughs> yeah, you're pointing back towards the ship, and he's pointing onwards past the temple. I definitely want to go back to the ship so I can maybe craft a gem of uh, remove affliction or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to you guys. Do you want to take some time and and go back to the ship, rest up? Could you get rid of your curse if we gave you that time? Yes, work? I could. <laughs> could oh, I could then, craft yes, that gem. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Wait. No. no I don't have. I don't have enough cash continue. to do that. I don't have enough cash to do that. So no. I How much do you need? Never mind. Uh, How much do you uh, need? Fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred uh, credits. Oh, we got. You. <laughs> I got you covered. How much do you have? I got, I got nothing. I got absolutely yeah, I, nothing. I, I've got over three thousand, so you can take it from me. And okay. And if only you had kept those those uh, gems, those precious gems. We did. So Zinnia comes up and is like, hey, I, f- I found something that might be useful for Oh, the, but, but these aren't the ones from that bowl, right? <laughs> nope, they're not. <laughs> okay, great. Another, Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. They're I'm out, so glad. They're just outside on the ground. It was they're weird. just lying on the ground. It's so crazy. How oh, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. It's probably where he found them. Yeah. Yeah. Probably what, where it just as likely. I don't know what Fay are. They're probably even more if we just look <laughs> at the ground around the temple. Uh, just yeah. well, we should come back and mine this asteroid for all these gems. <laughs> um. So yeah, you guys can take some time, and if you, if anybody else wants to take ten, you can while you're on the ship crafting for a while. Um. But yeah, maybe you take some more time scanning and plotting a route from the temple of Hylax here forward through the ice through the darkness and um, you can crack that crystal trust and remove the most fun curse I would think you don't know what's going to happen on your turn it could be anything it could be nothing <laughs> it certainly um, sounds like it sounds like a 50% chance percent chance of me doing nothing it sounds like if there wasn't a mystic in this party someone would be boned <laughs> feel that will safe uh Anyway. I am going to take 10, by the way, uh, just sure. to heal up to uh, full. So is Sprouts. I Echo 7 did earlier, but I'll announce it now. Yeah, that is fine. That's fine. It didn't, uh, Coma and I didn't do too much damage, but as you guys head back out of the, the hatch of Galchak's vision and begin your march, I mean, you've got a, like a um, exploded holographic map of about, 12 and a half square miles of surface on this this comet to start Xing out locations and exploring um, in the the darkness of space and you're marching through the snow here for about an hour or so before you come to the next main feature that isn't just some icy rocks beneath uh, huge snowdrifts what looks like and what you're you're picking up here 
is a, a deep cave extending into the side of a, a large craggy hill surrounded by huge boulders. Um, snow blows across the, the entrance here, but uh, it kind of plays havoc with your dark vision as these bright white flakes pop up against a, a much deeper darkness within the cave. Um, which which you guys is uh, marching order here? Who is uh, a single file moving inside? Uh, I guess it depends on how wide the cave is. Yeah, uh, Sprout's likely to be on, back on top of Echo. I'd be happy to help scout ahead. Mm-hmm. I think so Echo'd the, go third into the cave. Yeah, Debasho's either going to go if the if the cave is ten feet. I think Debasho would try to sit out front. If it's only five feet, then he'd be in the back. Sorry. The entrance is actually quite large once you get past these boulders. Um, and I'll if be you, in the middle. And- yeah, if you, if you uh, climb your way through, uh, you can see it's actually surprisingly clean of, of snow here once you get past the exterior. And you see a fairly large cave, maybe uh, 70 feet by 50 uh, and, and rising up about 40 feet or so no 50 feet or so looking Ooh. up at the the crags above about 50 feet um but yeah the cave's entrance cleared of of snow and ice and you're able to climb inside fairly easily into this this dark passage uh once you guys make me a perception check while you're you're in here and you're taking a look around uh i mean why bother Hey, 30, 34. Now, oh. <laughs> let's say Trist is rolling rocks, but uh, you guys um, both Trist and Sprouts as you're you're walking around the cave, taking a look, perhaps I'm guessing for some kind of subterranean entrance. Uh, you see the, the backside of the cave's ceiling kind of rising to an impressive 50 feet above your heads these long black striations of rock seemingly rippling outwards from the cave's entrance whence you came but you notice one part of the wall where the the rock looks slick you know like um wet much wetter than the surrounding icy shales here as you stare up at this rock it stares back at you and a pair of large leathery wings unfold from the, the crevices in the stone here. And a massive monster swoops down, lets out a shriek in your direction, and goes, Wah! to be continued. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Next oh, time on nice the podcast. One. Sprout shoots him. I swear if you roll like a 20 on the initiative next week, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that combat, sir. I hope I do. And honestly, you guys having a fun adventure exploring this comet because oh, there's all kinds of stuff here. Cool comet. Um but that's gonna do it for us this week. You guys had a exploration of another Hylaxian temple. Um kind of. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you, you figured out there's not a lot there. <laughs> we love temples on this show. We're a temple show. We've had a temple in just about every book. This and is like Legends of the warning. Hidden Temples. There's going to be more temples. Guess there wasn't a... Zenny is not a big fan of temples, clearly. She keeps stealing from them. Uh, no temple in book really three. There's a temple of knowledge in the university, but... All right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thanks so much for playing with me. 
Thank you. Thank you. As always, thank you. Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week on Cosmic Crit. See you Bye, later. folks. Bye. Good night. See you in the drift of... Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.